And welcome back to another episode of the Total Sports Live podcast here on Anchor. This is Jovan Alford in short, and I'll be joined shortly by Harrison Brown and Nick Earnshaw to recap another week of Eagles football. It's been a minute since we talked about the Eagles, but we will be doing that right here uh, on the uh, podcast. However, before we do that, make sure you are following us on Twitter at uh, Total Sports Live and checking out the podcast, like I said, on Spotify. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and lastly um, on Anchor. And before we like, I think I have to say that again. But before we jump into the show again, um, do got some house cleaning to do on this uh, podcast. As anybody might know, the uh, website. Well, people probably don't know, but the website's currently in uh, under construction mode uh, right now. So we are in the process of getting a whole new. Uh, redesign, rebrand of the logo, pretty much a whole fresh look at totalsportslive.com, which you have never seen before for people that have been following us for like the last like 10 years and some change. Um, so hopefully we'll have a brand new site up and running um, in the next few weeks where you'll be able to get everything that you've been getting from us, which was Eagles. Sixers, Phillies, no Flyers, because none of us really want hockey like that. We'd be doing a disservice to the hockey community, but that's okay. Um, college, G League, might even get down to some little bit of fantasy and some little bit of sports betting on there. It's pretty much anything that you heard us talk about here and seen us write about, we're going to be bringing that um, to the new site, new platform. So I can't wait um, for everybody to come uh, check us out. You already know we are out and about at college games at the Delaware Blue Coats, as you know, their season's uh, kicking off. Don't know when we're going to have actual content up on the website, so you might have to bear with us. We might have to start creating some additional podcasts to kind of like smooth us over a little bit. We might have to, we might have to, since we can't post no content, we might have to come up with like a G League podcast called like the Call Up or something like that and just like roll with it. I don't know if that's going to work, but hey, it might. But I'm going to stop talking because you already know who's always joining me on the podcast, none other than Harrison Brown and Nick Earnshaw. Fellas, how are you doing? It's great to be back doing the pod. Like I said, it's been like, what, since this was last time we talked was after the Eagles lost to the Cowboys. Yeah, and they got smoked. Uh, but this time, they, they, they did get smoked this time, but it's been a lot that's been going on with uh, those birds. So how y'all doing? Hey, man. Great to be talking to y'all again. You know, I mean, we stay in touch, but great to be back here on the podcast. Uh, excited to be here on the TSL podcast. Excited to join the call up. Love it, Jovan. I'm with it, you know. Um, but yeah, man, you know, excited to be here to talk some Eagles football today. A lot to talk about, you know, assessment to Jalen Hurts, assessment to the defense. Um, you know, we're we're midway through the season. We're, you know, beyond that halfway point, I think, with the new uh, 18 week season. I, I don't know what it'll yeah, be, but. We're <laughs> <out there. laughs> right. We'll figure that out. We'll know better next year. But um, yeah, man, excited to talk to you football with y'all. Yeah, most definitely great to be back with both of you guys on the TSL podcast. Been a little bit. We have a lot to get to today uh, with the Eagles. A tough loss last week against the Chargers. They played pretty well, I mean, it, for the most part, stayed in it to, towards the end. But uh, it's always great to get, be back with you guys. I might have to join that podcast as well, Jovan, the right. call-up real quick. That will be that would be cool, too. I like it, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, literally came up with, I literally came up with it off the fly while I was making my uh, – Making my my homemade frappuccino with my Starbucks on, so we might have we have to make we might have to make that happen. If anybody takes that from us, I'll call my lawyer. That's ours. But, that's, uh, uh, <laughs> that's ours right now. But yeah, no, I'm we're not taking it from anybody. Yeah, most definitely. But I yeah. will I will I will literally Google search that after this podcast. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely great to be back with you guys. Uh, can't wait to talk some birds today. A lot going on with this team. Uh, we saw Howie Roseman the other night. He was looking at some quarterbacks. He was in the booth scout. And so uh, it's going to be an interesting rest of the year and an interesting offseason going forward for sure for this team. But always a pleasure. Yeah, let's. Yeah, I actually want to talk about that. Uh, so before we talk, before we jump into uh, their week, uh, last Sunday's loss to the to the Chargers, this twenty seven twenty four Lincoln Financial Field. How do y'all feel about? How did y'all feel about um, Roseman deciding? You know, you know, we saw him with the binoculars on, chilling at, and, and people try to make a big deal. You know, the game was at what Heinz Field, so that's not too far away from Philly. But how did y'all feel? You know, everybody's hyping it up like, oh. Maybe how he's looking at it, you know, another, you know, quarterback because you saw like other quarterback needy teams there as well. More so their GMs, I believe. I forgot which who the other GMs were there, but it was like, all right, Sam Howe, you know, Kenny Pickett are there. If you really want to be real, none of them guys are really worth first round picks. But what were y'all, you know, uh, thoughts when y'all saw that? Because it was like a running joke on social media on a Thursday night seeing how he was binoculars from the press box. Yeah, I thought he looked funny with the binoculars, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, first things first, I mean, I don't know how high up they are. I don't know the high steel press box situation, but, hey, listen, teach their own. Um, <laughs> they got three first-round picks this year. I understand you got to do your due diligence. Um, and we'll get into it more later, really, assessing mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. But I, I think they're good with Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is, is, you know, by all means, going to be the franchise quarterback if he's not right now. I mean, this is interesting year to evaluate him and we'll get into all that you know as we go but I have no problem with them evaluating players you know for listen for all we know they could be scouting offensive linemen from Pitt too you know yeah. what I mean like it might defensive not, players exactly it might not just be Kenny Pickett I mean obviously Twitter is going to take it and, mm-hmm. and make it their own thing but um, I have no problem with them doing their due diligence um, and we'll get into more of the, the quarterbacks and all that the draft stuff later you know I actually don't hate Kenny Pickett to be honest it's a, I think he's a Jersey guy Kenny so, two gloves. Yeah, right. I think I have to Kenny Pickett, so we'll get into that later. But yeah, I I have no problem with, with how he's being there. Yeah, no, I thought I thought I just thought he looked goofy, you know, with the binoculars and all. You know, it's Howie Roseman. Uh, we know how uh, loved he is here in Philadelphia at the moment. But uh, you know, I, I think Jalen Hurts. I'm with you guys. I, I I think you know he's still kind of in his technically his rookie rookie season at this point in his career. I still want to see more from him. Um, I don't think he's had the right coach uh, with him this year. I don't think the play calling's been the best. So uh, I think that has a lot to do uh, with how this season has rolled along. But I think Jalen Hurts has showed the intangibles to be a starting quarterback in this league uh, so far this year. The record may not show it, um, but, you know, they, they've gone back and forth with running and passing the football. I think when you take pressure off Jalen Hurts, I think um, it helps him out a ton. And, uh, yeah, I, I think Jalen Hurts still should be the guy, but it was funny seeing Howie out there. You know, maybe he is looking at a quarterback. We know they could have a lot of first-round picks this year with the Carson Wentz pick as well. So, you know, he could be looking at offensive linemen, but I'm sure he was there scouting for his quarterback factory once again because, you know, we know how much he loves bringing in quarterbacks and trading them away. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was funny uh, seeing him up there just, you know, with, with those binoculars. But, yeah, I, I think Jalen Hurts should get another shot next year as well just based upon what I've seen so far this season. Uh, but, yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, most definitely. That's, you know, we'll, we'll, like you said, like y'all said, we will talk there a lot about this draft class coming up in the coming months because the Eagles will potentially have the unprecedented three first-round picks 
but she's just going to make mock draft season just that much more fun. <laughs> like, it's, it's just going to get wild just with knowing the capital that they could possibly have. But you mentioned Sunday's game. Um, the Eagles, you know, they returned to Lincoln Financial Field in search of their first home win, fellas. They have not won a game that yet at home this season. And, you know, it, was, and it seemed like, you know, after they smoked the Lions on Halloween 44 to 6, in a straight-up beatdown where everybody beats them on the Lions this season. Um, it looked like the Eagles potentially had a chance to possibly give the Chargers their third straight loss as well. They were reeling too. But they were not able to accomplish that feat as the Chargers pulled out a tough 27-24 to victory behind a tremendous performance, a career performance from Nick's guy, Justin Herbert, with the loss Philadelphia is now Three and six on the season, and zero oh and four at home this season, which is just unfathomable. <laughs> Thinking about uh, them being winless at home, but looking at who they played at home, you understand why they've lost. Uh, lost, you know, four straight at home this season. Uh, looking at the stats from Sunday's game, Jalen Hurts completed eleven out of seventeen passes for one hundred sixty-two yards, a touchdown, sixty-two rushing yards. Jordan Howard, my guy coming up with another solid performance, 17, 71 yards on 17 carries and two touchdowns. He's now scored three rushing touchdowns in the last two weeks. The Eagles as a team ran for 176 yards on the ground. Could they be finding their new identity? Maybe we'll see. Rookie wide receiver Devontae Smith, he had a nice game too. Five receptions for six targets for 116 yards and a touchdown. However, that defense, geez Louise, zero sacks. And they allowed Justin Herbert to complete a career-high 84.2% of his passes for 356 yards and two touchdowns. It was like we were watching Madden and Herbert playing on rookie mode, and he just couldn't miss. He was the robo-QB against um, against that defense. So, y'all, you know, what stood out from this it was a, it was a, from, from this hard-fought loss as it was, a, I think, a good game we could say about the offense, you know, anytime your offense scores 24 points, you should be able to get the W. But once again, the defense lets this team down. Yeah, no, I think for, you know, for the for the Eagles, I mean, this was a tough game. It was a very close game for, uh, for the Eagles. You know, they only lose by three points. But my Lord, was Justin Herbert efficient. 32 of 38. 84.2% completion percentage, like you mentioned. I just don't understand the scheme of Jonathan Gannon. I, I will not get it. Having these corners play so far off these receivers, he brought a little more pressure last week. Fine, but it still didn't work. It still did not work. Herbert was able to get the ball out quickly, able to get it to his receivers. Um, it, it, they don't have a lot of great linebackers either, the Eagles do. So I think at this point, you know, when, when you're playing these quarterbacks who who know what they're doing, who are, are top-flight quarterbacks in the league, I mean, this year, five passers over 80% completion percentage. I can go Herbert. I can go Derek Carr, Tom Brady, Patty Mahomes, Dak Prescott. They're allowing these teams to get all these underneath routes, and we saw that again mm-hmm. uh, against the Chargers. So, uh, you know, Jonathan Gannon has to make more adjustments. That is what, you know, kind of hurt them throughout the game. You cannot allow a quarterback to be that efficient and get these little check down throws, these little underneath routes to complete passes and, and go down the field because they'll just eat you alive. This is the NFL. Uh, they'll take advantage of that. They're not going to have to go over the top all the time. So I, I think that's what hurt them a little 
bit. You know, uh, Herbert, you know, having not a great game. Now, they kind of stopped the run. You know, Austin Eckler wasn't able to really get going uh, a ton. Only 17 carries for 59 yards. Uh, but they were able to do enough and be efficient enough on the offensive side of the ball uh, as to why they that's why they won the game. So, I think defensively, uh, for the Eagles, they have to be much better. Now, offensively, I, I thought they were fine. They were good. Um, mm-hmm. But... You know, uh, we go from one extreme to the next with Nick Sirianni. Ran the ball 39 <laughs> times to 17 passes for Jalen Hurts. It's just going from one end of the spectrum to another. So um, I- I'd like to see maybe more of a balance. I, I love how they're running the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't see that early on in the season. We got, uh, you know, Jordan Howard out of the practice squad penitentiary at this point. So, I mean, <laughs> it- it's about time they start utilizing these running backs. So, yeah, I- at this point, I think, you know, yeah, I like they run the ball, but uh, I-, I need to see more of a balance uh, for-, for this offense going into the Denver game. The practice squad penitentiary. I have not heard that one. That's yet. a good one. That's a really good one. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. He, yeah, he, they finally let him out. He's finally producing. What about uh, what about you, Harrison? You know, Nick brought up a lot of you know brought up a lot of great points um, involved. You know, from this game, talking about you know the two extremes that we're seeing um, from this offense to, you know, like you said, the defense where, you know, you've had, if not like, and I'm, and I've meant and not heard Nick and, you know, Danny talk about this on the planet Philly pod, you know, recently, you know, it's not like the Eagles don't have like a solid, like secondary group. Like they have like three legit good corners that are playing, you know, the position that they probably playing. And then he's still Gannon is still saying, no, nah, we don't want to play, you know, up on the line of scrimmage. I'm going to let them play five to seven yards, you know, give, Give you know, give Keenan Allen, give Mike Williams, give you know whoever's on the outside that that you know a free five yards just to do whatever. Yeah, no, I mean I definitely agree with what a lot of Nick said, especially you know looking at the defense. It just it hasn't been schematically right this year. You know what I mean? They're they're playing very soft coverage, um, and it, it, the opposing offenses have really just eaten up. You know what I mean? We've seen it week after week. But looking at the offense side of the ball, another thing Nick mentioned. I mean, it's just the the two it's the two extremes. You know, either they're throwing the ball all game or they're running the ball all game. Um, and one of the things that I, I, when I was watching this Chargers game that I thought back to was week one, when you mentioned Joe Vaughn, that the Eagles were kind of playing football how it's supposed to be played in 2021. You know what I mean? They're in shotgun a lot. A lot of RPOs, they're running the ball, they're having success throwing and running. When you look at that Chargers game, I mean, they're, they've really just changed it up schematically. They're three tight ends, under center, you know what I mean? Throwback, running, you know that like ground and pound smash mouth football um and listen you know if you want to do that i hey you know it's good that they're running the ball i think that there's some better ways they could do it i think there's some more balanced ways they could do it um mm-hmm. i mean fantasy obviously isn't real football and all that but it's a, it's a <laughs> microcosm i mean listen we've seen it in jalen hurts stats how right. significant from he's 95 percent of the offense to he's you know what i mean a much smaller portion of the offense in the last few weeks which isn't a bad thing for him or for the offense. You know what I mean? Your quarterback shouldn't be the entirety of your offense. But Correct. like Nick said, the two extremes of it are just kind of where there needs to be more balance. And another thing that I've, I've heard this year is just kind of what's the identity offensively? Mm-hmm. You know, what what is their, uh, you know, offensive philosophy? What is their offensive, you know, mindset, mentality, whatever you want to call it, whatever football word you want to use to describe it, what are they doing offensively? 
Um, and I think that that's kind of why, it, in some ways, it's really hard to evaluate Jalen Hurts this year. And you don't want to just you know, take the good things from what he's done and, and put away all the bad. He's made some throws. He's made some bad reads, all that. I also think that he's made some great throws this year. Uh, oh, and yeah. particularly some of the throws to Devontae this week were lasers. You know what I mean? Great throws over the middle. So I, I think that the arm strength conversation with Jalen is a little bit overhyped, a little bit overrated. I don't think he'd be in the NFL. I don't think he would be a Heisman Trophy candidate. I don't think he would be a D1 quarterback if he had those arm strength problems. It, is it the most electric arm in the league? Is it Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen? No, but it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that this Eagles offense, I mean, it's an interesting it's an interesting situation right now. You know, with the way that they've kind of went to the – extremes we got to kind of see week to week who they are what they're yeah. doing um and i guess in some ways you know and obviously if we know how philly is it's a little bit tough to say this but you can't really get too high or too low no nah. i mean what they're doing this year it's like the atlanta game they're great the lions game they're great this Chargers game they're okay but we've seen the dallas game we've seen mm-hmm. i mean really the carolina game offensively the defense yep. bailed them out in that game mm-hmm. um so just you know, you got to know it's a young team. You got to know there's three first round picks on the way. Uh, I think that that's probably get talked about a lot more than it does right now. Um, and just that this is a young team that's still developing. Yeah, it, it definitely is still developing. And I'm glad you mentioned the Hurts thing, right? Because, like, every week it seems like there's just constant, like, nitpicking of, like, every single throw. It's like, oh my God, he missed, you know, I, and like you said, Harrison, you know, we got to take the good with the bad with him, right? And I think Sunday's game was like a great microcosm of it, right? Because he he missed some throws. He missed that throw to Goddard, which would have been a touchdown, right? And then he missed it. And and, and you could say, right, he missed it, or you could say that, you know. I don't even he think did. he missed it, Jovan. I, I saw that earlier. I think, mm-hmm. I think that was a touchdown ball. I remember oh, what yeah. talking about. That was a decent ball. Yeah, 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 100%. And then, you know, you see the um, when they got down the red zone, I think it was the first time, and it was the throw to Devontae Smith. Tight window throw, you know. There's not – much he can do with it. And we saw people, you know, on Twitter, you know, criticize that or bring it up like, oh, my, like, he missed this throw, he missed that throw. But then we saw in the second half, right, he came out, you know, hitting, you know, everything. And, and again, it goes back to, like we said, about the offense philosophy of this team, but also, you know, just putting your quarterback in a great position to succeed. And, you know, it's a difference when you have your quarterback being 95% of the offense only being like 50, 60% of the offense. Because when you're able to run the ball, and y'all know this, the play action opens up everything. Like, the throws become much more easier. And we saw that with the, you know, a couple of times it was like, all right, now you can start to, you know, open up the playbook. And they hit, you know, Devontae Smith. And again, this is what I like to see. You know, you don't have to get your wide receivers always open on, you know, fly and go routes. They got, he hit Devontae Smith, you know, going, you know, across, basically across the middle of the field, hit him on a crosser. You let that speed take over. And, you know, he do what he do. So, you know, to see Hurts, you know, get better from the first half to the second, second half is, you know, is, is, is good. Is what you want to see from a young quarterback. And I think fans have to realize this. And I made this analogy, I think, earlier this week, is that, you know, playing quarterback is like being a starting pitcher, right? You know, in baseball, like you're not going to hit the strike zone every single time, like, if you were, you then you'd be the greatest. You'd be the greatest starting pitcher of all time. Yeah, it'll be your jersey be in Cooperstown like your first year, but you're not going to hit the strike zone every time. It's like a three point shooter, right? And we see it, you know, with you know Steph Curry, Steph Curry, you know Jordan Yang, you know Cork Maz, right? These guys, you know, shooters shoot, right? And I think Emery, you know, he said that many times every hundred football game plan about quarterbacks. You know, when he was talking about Malik Willis, 
you know, in last week's game against Matt Corral. He didn't have a very strong game start off, but he kept on shooting. He kept on, you know, throwing. And that's what you want to, you know, see from, you know, um, Jalen Hurts to continue to to continue to throw, keep, get better. And I think, and this is my last point, I think when you don't have your quarterback dropping back 30, 40 times a game, that makes a major difference because you'll be able to get better throws out of them. And the times that he did have to throw, he made plays on his legs. So you could consider that, you know, just more of his total offense, you know. He might have 167 passing yards, but he still almost had like 70 rushing yards, which is you'll take that any day of the week. Yeah, no, I'm in agreement with you, Jovan. I think, you know, taking the pressure off of Jalen Hurts a little bit by running the football is only going to help him develop even more. I mean, like, you can't have a young quarterback like him throwing around 40 times a game. You can't. And I think when you see him in the Chargers game, he looked more poised. He looked more confident in the pocket making those throws to Devontae Smith. I think it'll help him develop a little more going forward. So, yeah, I'm in full agreement with you. I think, you know, there's... the People should have known coming into this season that there was going to be some growing pains with this team. And there's obviously going to be growing pains with a very young quarterback at the helm. And, you know, he's going to miss some throws. And he has missed some throws this year. But that that's okay. He's come back and made some really good throws as well. And you saw it last week. You saw what the future could hold for Jalen Hurts. And I think when you have a more balanced attack to open up play action, allow him to roll out of the pocket as well, it's going to allow him yep. to to succeed more, more so at throwing the ball down the field. Now, does he have the greatest arm strength? No, but I, I don't think that matters right. at this point because if you get him rolling, you, you design these plays, you run more so uh, to open up the offense, I think that'll just help him succeed more so going forward. Yeah, and, uh, and the next quarterback we're about to talk about in a couple of minutes, you know, he doesn't have the strongest of arms, right? But he's so efficient, you know, that he makes plays and keeps the ball moving, keeps the chain moving. That's all um, you want to see. You know, that's why I don't really critique quarterbacks that hard, you know, because I'm not a quarterback. I've never played quarterback. I've only played quarterback when I was, like, at recess in middle school, right? Like, that's the only time I played quarterback where I'm playing Madden. Right, I'm throwing dots. Like I do not have the liberty to, you know, and I think a lot of fans have to remember that too. A lot of us aren't professional athletes. Shoot, a lot of us haven't even really played the game of football to be going like super hard, like like yeah, you know, I saw Jalen Hurts, you know, miss this throw. How did how okay, how did you know that he missed this throw by watching the game broadcast? Like, tell me, like how did you know that pass was gonna be wide open? None of us uh, none of us not let me not say none of us because we do have a quarterback <laughs> on the actual podcast. None of he just rolled his eyes. Don't play. <laughs> None of us understands what it feels to be like under center with a defensive alignment, a defensive end just screaming in your face. And you got to make a split second, a split second decision of I got to get the ball out like less than three seconds. For us, three seconds seem like an eternity. For them, three seconds is like snap of the finger. Ball's got to be out. Yeah, and I think listen, you could look at it across the whole league too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You could go over so many first-round quarterbacks or just young quarterbacks in general. They get a small window of an opportunity, and then it's gone. You know what I mean? Because yep. of whatever the case may be. And um, I think that you said some really good things there, Jovan. I think that going back to, you know, he's open, how'd you miss this throw? I mean, you mentioned it. The broadcast angles are very, very tight. You, know, <laughs> you, can't, you can't see the route past, like, 5, 10 yards. So nope. to, to try to act like we know what the concepts are or anything like that, um, but you really just can't do it. But I think, you know, looking at Jalen Hurts, I think that the rest of this year will be good for him development-wise, just like last year was. You know, when he came in at week 12 and got those games to develop and get better, 
I think that he's still in that point of his career. Develop and get better, continue improving. He has shown some of the flashes this year that, that made him our early draft pick back in, in 2020 um, and a Heisman Trophy candidate back in the day in college. So I think Nick mentioned it. I don't know if this is the right coach. You know what I mean? We'll see how the rest of the year goes. The right coach right. staff, I should say. You know what I mean? Um, we'll see how the rest of this year goes. But I, I think that I think that Dalen has shown enough to definitely warrant another opportunity next year. And another thing you mentioned earlier, you know, we don't know about these, these quarterbacks in this draft class. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Spencer Rattler was the number one guy like a couple weeks ago. And, yep. and now he's not starting and not coming mm-hmm. out of this year's draft. So um, there's a lot of questions to be had about this year's quarterback class. Um, so I think that rolling with Dalen for another year could be a good thing. You know, we'll see how the rest of this year goes and we'll see how the offseason goes. Yeah, most definitely. And you're now listening to the Total Sports Live podcast here on Anchor. This is Joe Van Offering, always joined by Harrison Brown and Nick Earnshaw. Fellas, you know, let's talk about Sunday's game. Uh, the Eagles will be taking on a Broncos team who is now on a two-game winning streak after they went down the Jerry world and upset the Cowboys 30-26. to You want to talk about an absolute domination on both sides of the ball and just, you know, just great, like I said, great play on both sides and just good coaching too. You saw that from the Denver Broncos. Um, um, last week, you know, Teddy Bridgewater was outstanding. He was very efficient um, with the football um, in this game. I'm pulling up the stats right now as we speak. He was 19 to 28 for 249 yards, one touchdown pass, but that's okay. That's what you're going to get from Teddy Bridgewater, right? You're going to get efficient efficiency and no turnovers for the most part. But it was the running game of the, of the Broncos, which really showed up. Rookie running back Javante Williams, 17 carries for 111 yards um, in this game. Melvin Ing- Melvin Gordon, I'll say Melvin Ingram. Melvin Gordon, 21 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. He also had two receptions for 15 yards. We also saw um, in the receiving game, Tim Patrick, my guy, Tim Patrick, Mr. Consistent himself. Four receptions for 85 yards, a touchdown, and five targets. And Jerry Judy had six receptions for 69 yards um, in this um, in this ball game. When you look at the defense, the defense held the um, defense held the Dallas um, held Dallas to five of 13 on third down conversions and 0 and four on fourth down uh, conversion. So, fellas, looking at what um, what we saw from Denver, you know, last week and just throughout this, you know, regular season. Um, for the Eagles to, you know, pick up their fourth road win on the season, what must they do, you know, on both sides of the ball to come away with a victory? Because it will not be um, easy against, you know, against this, against, you could say, a very solid, you know, football team that's playing at fire football right now. Yeah, I think for the Eagles heading into this game against Denver, it, what worries me is Teddy Bridgewater. 70.2% completion percentage on the season. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned before, the Eagles have allowed five quarterbacks to have over an 80% completion rate in five games this year. So I, that's what worries me. I don't know if Jonathan Gannon is going to be able to make adjustments. I, I, I would assume going into this week, watch some film. I think you understand he's going to be efficient. He's going to check down the football when he needs to. Uh, mm-hmm. th- this week is Teddy Bridgewater. So, you know, Denver's a three-point favorite heading into this week. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's, it's always tough to play at mile high. So I, I think, you know, for the Eagles, they're going to have to, you know, make adjustments on the defensive side of the ball. You play more man coverage. Don't play these off zones, these off coverages all the time. You know, switch things up. They have to bring more pressure. You have to pressure Teddy Bridgewater this week uh, to make to force him to make some bad throws and bad decisions. I think that's going to be really key for the Eagles. On the offensive side of things, 
for the birds. I, I, I need to see more balance of the offense, a little more mm-hmm. balance. Like we mentioned earlier in the show, I want to see a lot of Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, get Boston Scott going in the passing game. I think that is yeah. where he's very dangerous. He can get out in open space and he can make uh, players miss. So I, I think that's going to be really key for the Eagles on the offensive side of things to have a more balanced attack and allow Jalen Hurts, you know, to, to take the pressure off a little bit and, and make good throws in the pocket like he did to Devontae Smith last week. I think that would be the keys to this week's game. No, you're definitely um, you're definitely right about that. And in the Eagles' defense, I think they're the worst defense in terms of completion percentage this season. They're at seventy five percent. So if you're a quarterback looking to have a bounce back day, you need to get that kind. And you're possibly looking for a contract extension. Not talking about Teddy Bridgewater. Talking about any quarterback looking to boost those stats up. Just look towards the Eagles' defense. They'll definitely help you uh, um, boost your stats because they're looking like Nick said. You know, they've just they're just playing a lot of off defense. And the fact that you even pointed out that they brought pressure, I don't even remember that. So that so that it was scary. a little more. It was a little more than they have in previous weeks. That's why I bring it up. It was like thirty percent more than than the other weeks, but it's still not enough. It's still not enough. No, it definitely isn't enough. And. um Looking at this game, like you said, will be it will be optimum for them to get pressure on Bridger, especially. I think I read, I want to say yesterday or the day before that the Broncos are going to be without three of their starting offensive linemen um, coming into Sunday's game. So you're looking at Derek Barnett, you're looking at Josh Sweat, you're looking at Milton Williams, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox. Got to get pressure, like you said, to make Teddy, you know, make bad decisions, which he doesn't make often. But you got to speed up that process, his clock a little bit faster. What about you, Harrison, uh, for uh, Sunday's game, which is at 425, I believe, on CBS? Yeah, definitely agree with, you know, a lot of what y'all said. You know, like Nick said, it's always tough to go through the mile high and play. It's an adjustment for anybody. Um, this, this should be a winnable game, though. You know, Denver is an okay team, but they're certainly not, you know, a, a top-tier team. They're not a team that's out of the realm of possibility for the Eagles to beat. Um, I think that, you know, Nick mentioned it. Need to see more balance offensively. Need to see more of a, a cohesive game plan. Try to play the team strength. But um, you know, I think that I think that it's definitely a winnable game. I think Jerry Judy being back for Denver doesn't help the Eagles' chances. I, no. I can see Jerry <laughs> Judy having a big day. Um, you know, the, the secondary. Nick mentioned it. It's it's a good secondary. It's a bad scheme. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah. I, we could we could definitely see. You know, Denver has a talented receiving. Court, including Noah Fant, including Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton. Um, mm-hmm. So I can see a lot of those guys having big days for fantasy purposes, but it, it still could be a winnable game for the Eagles. Um, and, um, you know, I, I said it earlier, they're a very young team. Like, I go into these games with low expectations. Honestly, yep. like, it's kind of just, you know, you want to see what they look like, see what the young guys are doing, see who might be good for the future. Mm-hmm. But in, in terms of, you know, strength of schedule, winnable games, you know, this is definitely one of them. Yeah, it definitely is very winnable. And like Nick pointed out, they are three point favorite. The Eagles are three point underdogs in this in this game. I think I've seen them at two and a half, two as well. So you, if you feel a little frisky, and this is a little frisky, and your bets are going south uh, on that during that one o'clock hour, you never know. The underdog, like last the underdog last week, was very profitable. I think what ten underdogs last week, if I'm not mistaken, covered. Uh, last week in nine one straight up on the money line, so he was a very profitable person if you uh, played the underdog. And we saw that on Thursday night football, where the Dolphins came in at seven and a half, eight point underdogs and pulled the upset. And I think they're like plus three hundred on the money line coming into the game. So hey, if you're feeling a little frisky, 
And you might want to, you know, sprinkle a little bit on the Eagles to pull the upset. You never know. They might be able to do it. This team, like Harrison and Nick has pointed out, this team has, they're young and they've had moments where they've shown, you know, greatness and they've had moments where they've, uh, they've kind of fallen off the wayside, but you just don't know. And if they come out, well, let's just say this. If they come out and play the way that they did in that second half against the Chargers for the all four quarters, and the defense plays like they played against Detroit. I know this is a lot to ask for, <laughs> and they should be able to potentially pull off the upset. I believe so. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think you know it's definitely a winnable game. Uh, you know, Denver they've had some growing pains as well. They've had some injuries. Uh, they now get Jerry Judy back. That's going to be a very interesting matchup to see how he performs against this Eagles secondary. I mean, if you're giving them ten yards, I mean, just throw it to Jerry Judy all day long. But I think just take it underneath. <laughs> just take it all day. I mean, so the Eagles have to make adjustments this week. There is no ifs ands or buts. We saw Nick Sirianni make some adjustments on the offensive side of the ball going from one extreme to the next, maybe we'll see Jonathan Gannon kind of take that step this week against the Eagle, uh, against the Denver Broncos. So it's going to be it's going to be a really interesting matchup for, for the Birds. Uh, on the road, always tough to play in mile high. Uh, I'm very curious to see how they come out in the second half, how they start uh, that part of the game like they did against the Chargers, like you mentioned, Jovan. I think that's going to be uh, very interesting to see what they do there. Um, but, yeah, I think if you get Jordan Howard going early and Boston Scott, I think the Eagles could have a really mm-hmm. good day again uh, against these Broncos. I mean, the Broncos, they've you know they're 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 very good against the run. Ninety eight point three rushing yards per game. They've allowed just under a hundred yards per game. So if you're able to establish a run against this team, you're gonna have a lot of success. Yep, you definitely will be because they have a nice secondary too uh, with a uh, Patrick Sertan uh, Jr. PS two on the outside, and then you got Justin Simmons at safety, who I think is gonna cause some problems, especially when we're talking about. Covering the tight end and Dallas Goddard, that's going to be a fun matchup to watch um, as well for Sunday. Um, we got a couple more minutes before we wrap up the podcast, but we really appreciate everybody tuning in and checking out another episode of the TSO podcast. But before we wrap up, we got to talk about our favorite segment. Usually at the end of the show, we like to talk about waiver wire pickups and fantasy football, that good stuff. But with it being week 10 and being a weird NFL season, the waiver wire is kind of dry. Like last year, you probably could snatch up that like third string running back on like the New York Jets or like the or, or on or on the or on the San Francisco 49ers and come away with the winner. Now your homie has took that third round, that third that 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 third running back on the roster, and he's stashing them there, even though he ain't playing them. He got them sitting there on his on his team, and he ain't trying to help a brother out to get you that, to get you a victory, or he's being stingy with the trades. So. That being said, we're going to remix our uh, our new segment here. We are going to call this um, we're going to call this the Hunter Renfro Anytime Touchdown section. If you don't know where this came from, the last time we did this podcast, <laughs> the last time we did this podcast, you know, uh, Nick mentioned Hunter Renfro as a guy to watch out for um, in fantasy football for that week. I think they were going against the Chargers, and Hunter Renfro did have a great game. The crazy part is, I you know I played Hunter Renfro in DFS. I was like, all right, Nick, stay no more. Like I'm playing him in DFS. He came up big time, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to sprinkle a little bit for that touchdown uh, for Hunter Renfro. And we, you know, Hunter Renfro scored a touchdown. So ever since then, this is going to be now devoted as the Hunter Renfro anytime touchdown hour uh, here on the Total Sports Live podcast. So fellas, 
I know we got an esteemed list for any time touchdowns uh, this week on the betting lines. Um, who are some Who are some guys that people should potentially sprinkle a little bit cash on uh, Sunday if you know you're, you're feeling frisky and want to you know make make some coin in week ten? Well, for me, I, I'm going to try and keep it going a little bit uh, with, with the Hunter Renfro. <laughs> no luck. pressure. No, no pressure. pressure. I, ha- I have right. to go two for two. I'm not going Hunter Renfro this week, obviously. He's not, he's not going to be my pick this week. I'm going to go with Christian Kirk. Now, he has only two I touchdowns in the past five games, but in, in the last five games, he's had over five targets uh, in each of those games. In his game against San Francisco in Week 9, he had six receptions on six targets for 91 yards. I expect him to find the end zone soon. Uh, going back to the first week of the season, he had two touchdowns in that game. I would assume he will find his way back into the end zone this week against Carolina, who has struggled the past few weeks and uh, not having a great time. You know, they lose Sam Darnold on the offensive side of things, but I think Christian Kirk could be a guy to watch for this week. Take him as your anytime touchdown player this week. There you go, Christian Kirk. If you're looking at him right now on the betting lines, he is 225 plus 225 on DraftKings. So if you place a little $2 wager, you'll come back with about $6, $7, which isn't bad, which isn't bad at all. Uh, what about you, Harrison? Who's your choice for the Hunter Renfro anytime touchdown hour? Yeah, my Hunter Renfro, anytime touchdown <laughs> hour. What what do we call? All right, we'll, we'll work out the name. I like we'll, it. It's we'll, right there. We're, we're getting yeah. there. Um, I'm going to go with Devontae Smith, though. I'm going to say with, right. the, with the Eagles. Right. I think that that connection between him and Jalen Hurts has really started to take those next steps, take those steps to you know where we think it could go with a real mm-hmm. QB1 wide receiver one duo. Um, we uh, You know, Jalen's looking for him more. We saw it last week. You know, they're, they're looking for him more in the red zone. Um, and that connection just overall has been has been one that we all kind of knew and assumed would be a very strong one with them being Alabama guys, um, with them having that previous relationship. And I think it's starting to take that next step 10 weeks in. So give me Devontae Smith to score against Denver secondary. All right, Devontae Smith. And right now that is plus 195 on FanDuel. And we got a nice plus 210 on DraftKings, so you know which one to play that plus 210 for a little bit more uh, value on your dollar bill here. Um, my two choices here um, right now, um, I have, I was going to say Devil Singletary and Zach Moss, but we're going to scratch Devin Singletary because I have a feeling Zach Moss is going to play this week. So you know what? We're going Zach Moss anytime touchdown, plus 140 on DraftKings. The, um, the Buffalo Bills did not have a great game last week. They only scored six points against the Jaguars. The Jaguars won nine to six. I think that the Buffalo Bills are about to have a point to prove against uh, against the, the Jets defense who gave up 35, you hear me, not 35, 45 points to the Indianapolis Colts last week. They allowed Jonathan Taylor to rush for 172 yards. They gave up three rushing scores, three, count them, Three rushing scores um, this uh, in that game between the two running backs, between Jonathan Taylor and uh, Naeem Hines. If you're just looking at rushing defense overall, they lead the NFL right now with the Houston Texans for 15 rushing touchdowns given up this season. That just shows how bad the rushing defense has been. So I'm going to go with Zach Moss plus 140 on DraftKings at any time touchdown bet this week. You know, again, not super long shotty, but I feel like finding long shots at this time of season is very hard. 
now because I think the books and the sharks are getting a little kind of getting a little smarter now as the season progresses. And last but not least, my second choice is going to be coming out of the Arizona um, Panthers game. We're going to go with Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson plus three eighty on DraftKings. We all know Robbie have had his struggles this um, this Sun this week. Not even not even this week. This this entire season. Uh, with, uh, in the offense, you know, Sam Darnold, everybody was wondering, like, yo, in that Thursday night game, like, why is it, like, Darnold throwing the ball to uh, Robbie Anderson? He, like, is he does not exist. It was pretty much DJ Moore and nobody else. Well, now Robbie gets to be reunited with his college quarterback and in, in, in the XFL legend, Houston Roughneck, great. <laughs> P.J. Walker is back under center. Um, for the Panthers, unless it's going to be Cam Newton, which you know still, I like Robbie Anderson's chances to score, regardless of who's understanding if his name's not Sam Darnold. Um, the Cardinals' defense this season, you know, they've been they've been solid. You know, they, they, they've made plays here and there, but, you know, they can be susceptible to giving up, you know, a couple of scores, and you're looking at a, a defense. I mean, you're looking at a guy, Robbie Anderson, who has, you know, just absolute speed to burn. The Cardinals this season have given up 12 touchdowns to uh, wide receivers this season. That's that's within the top five in the NFL uh, this season. So if you're looking for a nice one, we're looking at plus 380 for Robbie Anderson, who's looking to find the end zone. I don't even know how many touchdowns he has on this season. If I'm not mistaken, he might only have like one or two this season. He's only got two, right? And his last one came against the Minnesota Vikings. So I think Robbie is due for Robbie's due for another due for another one. It could happen this week with uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. So that's my choice. That's our choices for any time touchdown. So make sure you grab your pen, your paper, you know, write it down on your notes app, whatever you may need to do. There you go. Um here on the Total Sports Live podcast. And that's gonna wrap up this edition other TSL podcasts again really appreciate everybody taking out the time to listen download subscribe all that good stuff on Anchor Spotify Google Podcasts iHeartRadio wherever you get your podcasts we really appreciate you you know taking the time out to tune in before we wrap up fellas any uh, any last minute uh, plugs that we have to do before we uh, before we wrap this thing up for this week yeah man totalsportslive.com we're coming you know new logo rebrand uh, stay on the lookout. There's going to be some great content on there. Jovan mentioned it earlier. Um, you know what I mean? All your Philadelphia sports needs, all your betting needs, TSL, you know, we're going to have it for you. Um, hey, man, I know Nick's got some stuff. Definitely the Planet Philly pod. Uh, that mm-hmm. Bros episode this week, man, that was a banger. That was, that was definitely one of the best yet. Um, so, yeah, I'll turn it over to my guy. Yeah, no, I, I can't wait for the TSL rebrand. I'm, I'm excited for the new logo. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait till that all comes in. But, yeah, uh, if you want to check out Planet Philly, uh, Philadelphia Sports Podcast, we just dropped an episode uh, with Broads from Broads Media 97.5, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, all sides every Wednesday at 5 p.m. You can catch your boy yep. on there every Wednesday. So uh, just wrapping up the Rowan football season as well. Not, not, not the greatest season overall, but, you know, a tough one. But, you know, we're, we're going to – and that season, and then we're going to be moving to basketball. So you'll see me on some of the calls for basketball this season for Rowan basketball. There you go. And then always the Delaware Blue Coats as well. Pretty much, Nick just pretty much said in layman's terms, he's going to be very busy for like all <laughs> yes. the winter months. He's everywhere. He's right. going to be everywhere. And then before you know, it's going to be baseball season again. Yep. Can't wait. It'll for be baseball. on the diamond. <laughs> Cannot wait for yeah, baseball we do. season. And we, 
and we got to talk about the Phillies too because their free agency is underway. So hopefully they make some big news, and if you know they make some big moves like a uh, Starlin Marte or you know Bryce Harper wins the MVP, we'll be talking about it uh, here on the uh, Total Sports Live podcast. So for me, for me, Nick Harrison, everyone have a good one, and we'll talk to you all very soon. Have a great week.